attention, seekers of free form. The following program is brought to you as a public service, representing the alternative, what is emerging, and the possibilities that order amidst chaos bring. Signing on for its 22nd year online, I'm Dan Herman. This is Radio Crystal Blue. Testing. One, two. Testing. Diane, it's 8 a.m., Seattle, Washington. As you have no doubt surmised by the clarity of this tape, I purchased a new Micromac pocket tape recorder, the Big Little Recorder, at Wally's Rent to Own, 1145 North Hilltop, where, as the sign says, a bargain is a bargain, no matter what the cost. For $21.89 cash. I decided to pass on the rent-to-own option, Diane. Leasing may be the fast track to an appearance of affluence, but equity will keep you warm at night. I have no doubt that this new model will prove to be an extremely useful tool in the investigatory process, where the most fleeting insight can be lost if your hardware isn't as solid as you're thinking. I have two stops to make, Diane. Woe's House of Cloth, where I'm picking up a new black suit, upping my total to five, one for each day of the week, presuming I don't have to work weekends. Frequently not a safe assumption. $199.99, including alterations. Second stop, the regional bureau office to pick up some files. Although I have wrapped up the fiber sample procedures seminar I came here to conduct, it looks like I'll be heading east on a new case instead of back to Philadelphia. We'll fill you in on the details after I've been briefed. The American merchant seaman stood in the middle of the crowd outside Royal Albert Hall in London. It was getting dark fast. Across the street in Kensington Gardens, where he had just been sitting, the September winds drove the leaves scattering. It was getting so dark he could hardly see the leaves fly. No lights came on. Staying in the middle of the crowd, the American seaman felt lonelier than he ever before in his life. He wished that he knew someone. Wished they had a girl in his arm like the girl he had seen that afternoon on Threadneedle Street, wished that he could jostle around and kid with a bunch of pals. But he was alone, and the strange, swift talk sounded foreign. He lit a cigarette and knew that they could see his face. What is it like, he thought, to live around here and come to the symphony on Saturday nights? What kind of apartments do they live in? What books do they read? What do they think about in the neighborhood? The crowd surged forward as the doors were swung open. The great hall hummed with their quiet talk. The seaman sat down and took off his black leather jacket. He looked at the program. Then he looked around. The Britishers, mostly young men and women, waited patiently with contented decorum, talking now and then in low tones. They seemed to know the value of what they were about to see and hear. The seats filled quickly. Then Barbaroli waddled on stage and mounted the podium. After a soft applause, he raised his baton. Everyone was still. The music began, faint and sweet and distant at first, 
then grave with melancholy and growing louder. The seaman leaned back and thought, Oh, music, speak. Oh, I am lonely. Oh, I am so far from home. Oh, the sea separates me from everything. Oh, beautiful music, speak to me. During the intermission, the American seaman opened a conversation with the British soldier in the next seat. The soldier's name was John, like the seaman, and he carried a copy of T.S. Eliot's East Coker. What do you think of it? inquired the American. The soldier considered it for a moment. Yeah, it has some fine sentiment, I think. I like it a good deal. I did too, said the American. When the crowd surged out of World Albert Hall later, the world was darker than darkness. The American seaman blinked, looking around for his new friend. His friend had a small torch. There I am, he called, waving his torch. Come on, let's go to Piccadilly. We'll have a swat of bitters. Swell, said the seaman. How do we get there? Oh, we'll walk. It's pleasant walking into blackout. I know the way well. It's only a mile or so. They began to stride swiftly through the struggling crowds. Everywhere, small torches flashed on then off, throwing dances of light all over. People laughed and hummed and talked and whistled and called one another, but all the American could see was darkness and the play of small lights. It smelled like an October night in New England. Say, I love blackouts. So do I, said the British soldier cheerfully. We've come to love them now, not hate them. I suspect we'll miss them when the war is over. Rather cheerful in the way, and friendly, don't you think? Huh, that's just what I was going to say. Friendly. In a pub on Piccadilly, the seaman and the British soldier met an American soldier downstairs in the latrine. He was from Philadelphia, and very lonely. He had been in England for a year and a half, and he was very glad to meet the American seaman and his British friend. They went upstairs for a spot of bitters. The pub was full of American soldiers and a few girls. They had a few glasses of black, lukewarm stout and some bitters, and then left the pub to go out and blacked out Piccadilly. The soldier from Philadelphia was also called John. The three Johns strolled arm in arm. In another pub, they drank scotch and got drunk. They began to sing and shout and push one another and were gay. They swaggered down the dark, crowded streets, pushing everyone and laughing with the crowd. Once a taxicab vendor nudged the American seaman's trousers gently before moving on in the darkness. It was as though the machine itself, now that the driver could not see, had taken over in matters of traffic. The three Johns strode down the street carrying whiskey glasses filled to the brim. The American seaman sat on a curbstone and drank his scotch. Then he got up and whistled loudly and through his fingers. Everybody was talking and laughing in the darkness, flashing their torches about. When he bumped into a small, soft body, it meant a girl. When he bumped against hard khaki, it meant a soldier. Everybody flashed their torches to see who they had bumped into, and then laughed when they saw who it was. It was wonderful. The seaman, arm in arm with the other two Johns, bumped into a small, soft body. The girl flashed her torch in the seaman's face. He leaned over and kissed the girl, and then bit her ear gently. Oh, honey, she said. Ah, cried John from Philadelphia. There were two girls, arm in arm, the blonde and a brunette. The British soldier grabbed a brunette and kissed her. 
everything was fine. And John from Philadelphia began to sing. Let's all go to bed together in the same big bed. In the same bed? Gasped the blonde as the American seaman smelled her hair. What's the idea of that? What the hell? Why not? We're all here, aren't we? I don't know, said the blonde. Yeah, we have money, said the British soldier. Sure, cried the American seaman, ruffling his pockets. He threw all the tram tickets out of his pocket and pulled out a ten shilling note. See? That's only ten bob, said the blonde girl. What the hell's wrong with ten bobs, howled the seaman. Ten bobs is ten bobs. John from Philadelphia laughed. Hey, it's only worth two bucks, Johnny. Two bucks? Never mind, I have money. I have eight pounds. Eight pounds, echoed the blonde. The brunette hugged the British soldier reassuringly. It's a film that the girls refused to go to bed with the whole lot of them in the same big bed. This would not do. The three Johns did not like the idea. But the blonde edged over to the American seaman and bit his ear hard. He offered to give her his return ticket trip to Liverpool for a night of love. But it developed that he had thrown the ticket away with the worthless tram tickets a few streets back. He was almost broke and stranded in London. But he didn't mind that. He felt wonderful, and he wanted the blonde. John from Philadelphia took the American seaman's hand and put five-pound uh, five notes in it. It's twenty bucks, Johnny. That should be enough. Wait a minute, cried the salmon. What about you, John? And you, John? The British soldier put his hand on the seaman's shoulder. Ah, oh, don't like the blonde's partner. You go ahead with the blonde. Wait a minute, said the seaman. The blonde tugged at his jacket. What about you? He cried. Dad, yeah, that's all right, John from Philadelphia said. It's not every day I meet a fine buddy like you. Take that money. She's a lovely little blonde. What about you? I'm glad you do her a favor. Yeah, my address. You can send it back someday. Wait a minute, said the seaman. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. But wait, how can you trust me? I know I can, said John from Philadelphia. The brunette took the British soldier's arm and whispered in his ear. They went off a few yards away toward the alley entrance. The seaman tried to look at the money in his hand, but he couldn't see a thing. Come on, whispered the blonde. Darling, I can't wait. Suddenly, John from Philadelphia was caught off into a blackout. The seaman called, John, hey, John. He wanted to hug John from Philadelphia, but he was gone off alone to the blackout. The next morning, the American seaman left the hotel and shuffled toward the American Red Cross in London. His hands were deep in his trouser pockets. He was broke and had a headache. He went to the American bar in Oxford Street and bought a glass of cold beer with his last sixpence. The bar was full of American soldiers. They sat arranged along the stools at the tables, talking quietly. The seaman tried to remember what the blonde had looked like, but he couldn't. The soldier was talking nearby. All the way from Southampton, riding in the baggage car with a bunch of Aussies. <laughs> Hell, seats only in first class. That's the way it is, Mike. But let me tell you one thing. There will be no first class in the damn invasion. Yeah, that's the ticket, brother. The seaman got up and left the American bar. He couldn't for the life of him remember what the blonde looked like. All he could remember was the face 
of John from Philadelphia. I was an Eskimo Frozen wind began to blow Under my boots and around my toes Frost that bit the ground below Degrees below zero. And my mama cried. And my mama cried. Don't be a naughty Eskimo. Save your money, don't go to the show. About that time, people. A fur trapper who was strictly from commercial. Strictly commercial. Had the unmitigated audacity to jump up from behind my igloo. And he started in the whipping on my favorite baby seal. With a lead-filled snowshoe I said With a lead Lead-filled Lead-filled snowshoe She said peekaboo With a lead With a lead-filled snowshoe She said peekaboo He went right upside the head of my favorite baby seal. He went whap with a lead-filled snowshoe. And he hit him on the nose and he hit him on the fin. And he... That got me just about as evil as an Eskimo boy can be. So I bent down and I reached down and I scooped down and I gathered up a generous mitten full of the deadly. Yellow snow. The deadly yellow snow from right there where the huskies go. Whereupon I proceeded to take that mitten full of the deadly yellow snow crystals and rub it all into his beady little eyes with a vigorous circular motion hitherto unknown to the people in this area, but destined to take the place of the mud shark in your mythology. Here it goes now, the circular motion, rub it. 
so because the deadly yellow snow crystals had deprived him of his sight and he stood up and he looked around and he said I can't see outstretched across the frozen white wasteland trying to figure out what he's going to do about his deflicted eyes and it was at that precise moment that he remembered an ancient Eskimo legend wherein it is written on whatever it is that they write it on up there that if anything bad ever happens to your eyes as a result of some sort of conflict with anyone named Nanook the only way you can get it fixed up to go trudging across the tundra mile after mile trudging across the tundra right down to the parish of St. Alfonso Alfonso's pancake breakfast Where I stole the marjorie And wheedled on the bingo cards And blew a latrine I saw a handsome parish lady Make her entrance like a queen Why she was totally chenille And her old man was a marine As she abused the sausage patty said, why don't you treat me me? At St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast Get off the bus Where I stole the margarine
We were trying to save the world. I was picking up the house. Why don't you put it down? Come over. Come over. I was sweeping up a poem. I was driving toward a song. Got an hour before their home. If you want to hear it, come over. My heart when I took off with a car. You're a star in my memoir. Someday I'll finish it. Come over. Come over. Windstorms and lovers uh, blow through and unwind. Choose your buzz system. Diet Coke or drip ground. So we're over the hill, so over it. His Cadillac stuck in the mud up to the wheel wells. Rocket, rocket sister, get a little traction with the spatter. Back in the shack, little kids pinch insulation. Lethal cotton candy from the walls. Instructions say, apply this vapor barrier side toward living space, living space, spaced out living. Life's not stapled down here, it's all over the place. He walks off the wood pile, handed her the chainsaw, said, baby, I gotta be going, going south. Water's frozen, can't thaw with a chainsaw. It's always winter. 
Another close call, photo finish, too close to call. He found his thrill on Blueberry Hill. You remember her. Sister, I've got a jar of peaches from the orchard still sealed. Let's make a meal of it. Come, Come over. over. Isn't it always winter? Sure seems like it is. Such as it is with the song here that I've occasionally played in the very dead of midwinter. Which I should know about because I was born in midwinter, practically. Here in what is early to mid-February of 2022. This is uh, Radio Crystal Blue. I'm Dan Herman and... The Dysfunctional Family Jazz Band, a band I've uh, rooted for all these years after the release of this uh, album called Come Over. Certainly a high-functioning dysfunction, uh, functional band. <laughs> Patty Carpenter and uh, Scott Shetler, they were high school sweethearts many, many moons ago. They had a daughter, uh, Melissa. Then they split, and uh, Scott married Jill Gross, a lead singer in the band he was playing with. And these days, Jill sometimes sings with them both live and in the studio. Patty would marry Charles Light, who manages the band. And some years later, they had a son named Travis Light, who, in his teens, moved to New York City to live with his sister, Melissa, and her husband, Alan McCarthy. And last I checked in, uh, he is now living in California, attending jazz school. So, <laughs> I don't know if much has uh, changed in the years since the last published bio, but uh, that's what I remember. I actually saw them live once, and I want to say that was Metrotech, which is a small little square spot of land 
in the very downtown of downtown Brooklyn. Kind of a modest uh, office complex, a few large buildings, and one extended area with this horizontal building. And there's this little spot where there was uh, opportunity for, uh, I guess, some performances. And uh, this was around, oh, let's see. In fact, I want to say it was the same day as Lime the Rockefeller Center Christmas Tree, not far away over in uh, the city in Manhattan, as we call, we'll call the city when you're from Brooklyn. And it just happened to be the same day. <laughs> so I'm in Brooklyn instead of Manhattan, and uh, the band's there, and they perform a few songs, and I think they did perform come over as a matter of fact and i got to meet some of the extended members of the uh of this band that was wonderful i don't remember if i even kept the uh pictures uh from that experience almost a annual airing of uh this uh album apostrophe from frank zappa how do you not enjoy Zappa, especially with a very commercially, dare I say, strictly commercial, <laughs> um, commercially successful album as it was in the lower reaches of Billboard and elsewhere. But nevertheless, very funny and um, that whole like whole thing that, uh, what some have termed the uh, Yellow Snow's uh, suite. <laughs> but the actual tracks being Don't Eat the Yellow Snow, Nanduka rubs it, San Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast, and Father Oblivion, making a roughly one half of apostrophe. The usual bizarre and obscure sort of stuff, which is just. It's beautiful. It's all over the place. And I just thoroughly dig this, uh, the expression. So, um,. Yeah, there, there's nothing else I could say about it. It's just wonderful. And what I did here was include a reading from this book from one Jack Kerouac. As you know, I'm a rather uh, big fan of the great uh, poet. And I was happening in uh, Philadelphia actually making my first foray in about seven years to South Philly and going through there I decided to go walk to the Italian market and actually uh, see what I could see and do a little bit of shopping for uh, any food that just happened to be uh, along the uh, open market and there was a little bit some uh, green peppers and some what they called uh, fryers some mild green peppers some onions, other items, and was also in uh, Molly's Books and Records, a small little shop crammed with books and some uh, LPs, just a tremendous throwback kind of a place. Loved it. I knew it was such a wonderful place, I couldn't leave empty-handed, and I gravitate toward the Kerouac uh, area of books in the small spot and I picked up this book 
that I am so happy now to have in my evil clutches called Atop and Underwood. Edited by Paul Marion, who I discovered was a member of the, uh, is a member of this, uh, I guess this uh, fan page on Facebook. There's a private group that I joined about all things Kerouac, and uh, Paul himself had, uh, when I tweeted, not tweeted, what am I saying, tweeted, I posted about this book, and Paul himself responded, which was uh, a nice surprise. This book is a collection of early stories and other writings. Part of uh, what would be part three of this series containing the years 1942 and 1943, subtitled To Portray Life Accurately. So there's a lot of this, uh, of this uh, collection of stories that he imagined uh, publishing. And with this uh, latter part of the writings... This was um, toward the end, just before he would really delve into uh, into writing as an author and uh, getting into the town, the city, and uh, some later works. As for this uh, particular story, which was written in 1943, his address was in uh, Ozone Park, New York, in um, southeastern Queens. On one copy of the story, he noted, used by Lucien in 1944 as a term paper in composition. It was that year that uh, Jack's girlfriend and later his first wife, Edith Parker, introduced him to 19-year-old Lucien Carr, an undergraduate at Columbia University who had grown up in St. Louis. He became part of uh, Jack's circle of new friends on and around the Cal uh, Columbia campus which grew, of course, to include uh, Allen Ginsberg and William Burroughs. But in the middle of 1944, the core group of young writers, whom we know as the Beat Writers, had formed. And this uh, rather neat story. With some music I included in the background, the latter part was from the uh, Lionel Hampton Orchestra, that tune called Midnight Sun, and if you're hearing that uh, uh, standard um, uh, melody, you'll recognize it, of course, as also being borrowed from one Frank Zappa at some point with the uh, Yellow Snow Suede. Also heard some classic uh, bop from uh, John Coltrane, the uh, now jazz standard giant steps I mean it could not be it could not not be included with uh, Jack of course uh, fan of Coltrane and uh, a lot of that uh, bop sort of music started you off with an excerpt from recording the lost Secret Tapes of Agent Dale Cooper, obvious reference to Twin Peaks, filling in some of the uh, story, and some of the backstory, too, of the uh, 
amazing three season uh, experience. I say three seasons because there was that third one that was on, uh, was it Netflix or it's Showtime? I think it was Netflix. I never had Netflix. And to get that just for Twin Peaks, I guess, would have been something of a coup. But I, I'm an Amazon guy. I, I prefer Amazon Prime Video. And I um, still haven't seen the third season. I've actually seen a little bit of season two. I have seen season one, which is fantastic all by itself. But, and, oh, I have seen Firewalk With Me, which I thought was all right. And I haven't seen season three, so, uh, yeah, no spoilers, please. I don't want to know, but I'm curious how the, uh, further aftermath of the, uh, whole Laura Palmer thing kind of plays out in the Black Lodge and all that. I dig all, all these mystical things. And just made for something poetic, with, of course, a little bit of jazz thrown in, and the spoken word right down to the music of the dysfunctional family jazz band. That little, uh, beat poet kind of thing there in the midst of that, which is one reason I actually still love that entire collection of, uh, sounds. Nice way to usher in this edition of Radio Crystal Blue with, uh, music that comes mainly from indie and underground artists some established indies as well. We'll hear from them and also tell you about what their latest news are and what they're up to in terms of gigs, despite the pandemic. This show is available anytime you want to hear uh, some great music in one sitting in the classic freeform tradition. Every show is available to download stream, and to share in full with your uh, favorite podcast platform and your favorite smart device. There's a whole list of what platforms are available to listen to this program, and please note that the show is essentially done in one sitting in about four, five hours, throwing in the music together. However, uh, my RSS host, which is Anchor.fm, doesn't allow me to post more than three hours at one time. So the show is then presented as two parts. I do the editing for that uh, after the fact. Now, there are two places you can actually hear the entire show start to finish. They are the Ar uh, Internet Archive at archive.org and also... Uh, Mixcloud, Mixcloud.com. Everywhere else, the show is heard in two portions. Got a good amount of music to get to, and I'm still turning out shows, of course, but at a little slower rate than prior. I've dealt with uh, some amount of depression, and I guess in some ways still settling in here in Philadelphia, managing my time and energy to just deal with life as it comes. And I'm feeling like I'm actually settling in pretty well nowadays. But um, managing the energy levels is um, still a bit of a challenge. I'm still taking life a little bit day by day. 
managing my health mentally, emotionally, and otherwise. Still happy. I still wake up and realize the fortune I found myself in, being in the middle of an amazing city, and the bloom is not off the rose anytime soon. I'm happy. I actually am. When I do think about that, and it's a point of pride, I will say. I have, uh, as mentioned, all this music, and later in this program, I'll give you details on how to submit music for future shows. I haven't really done much with the website itself, ever since the last major edits I've uh, performed, which was in the wake of the uh, annual airplay chart. I do want to add to the museum piece that I have there, and I call it that because I want it to look like a museum, which is the um, what I call the timeline, helping to tell the uh, story of Radio Crystal Blue's history from 2000 to the present. I'm simply wanting to contribute photos from yesterday and today, music, photos, and uh, video of uh, artists that were popular on the show from way back all the way to the very present day. And I think right now I owe pages for the years 2013, 14, maybe even 2015. So I'm going to go through lists of artists that were heard, who were, were popular at the time, but haven't been heard from since, and get a chance to... Uh, have their presence uh, covered once again. So if you haven't seen it already, please do get a sense as to how the show sounded and um, hopefully you enjoy your stay. I think it's actually uh, one of those projects I want to keep as a living, breathing museum with like real-life exhibits. It's something I can uh, change in and out and uh, some items that are more or less permanent with the uh, show. I also have a page devoted to Jimi Hendrix's uh, concept of what was called Electric Church and identified what may be those who uh, worked with Hendrix at the time he began the church and compiled some music in a playlist on Spotify to represent some of what may be considered music of the Electric Church. And I have since lost the playlist. It just, I think, disappeared. I'm not sure, but I I don't know where it is. I may have to recreate it. But that'll be fine. I'll uh, do that again at some point. I just don't know where it went. I think what I'll do here is get into the first of a number of segments for the show and go run through my list of songs which are a little bit scattered but it is in some order I think what I'll start off with is this uh, great album I totally forgot this one is a uh, not merely quiet folk which I usually say for the end of the show anyway this one's actually more of tempo. I love how this uh, album starts out. Coming from folks that are uh, around what I think is called the Golden Triangle 
uh, Raleigh Durham in particular. Uh, yeah, in the uh, middle of uh, North Carolina. And these folks are slowing down in terms of gigs and actually writing a guitar tab book of all the songs on his CD called Getting Handy with the Blues, which should be out by this summer. I'm referring to John Shane and F.J. Venter. This is called Overnight from Memphis.
give up hope Will not let go of that rope Let's hold us together Trailing on forever Heard that you moved on Someone else to sing your song But no one told my memory Laying on inside me Oh, 
the sun grows bolder Your hair flows down your pillow You're still sleeping I think I'll wake you now and hold you Tell you again the things I told you Behold, I give you the morning I give you the day Through the waving curtain wall The sun is streaming Far behind your flickering eyelids You're still dreaming Dreaming of the good times and your smiling Think I'll wake you now and hold you Tell you again the things I told you
begins to break at the twilight diner home away from home the twilight diner nowhere else to go the twilight diner home away from home the twilight diner together He was a quiet young man. He was too shy to get a date. Enlisted in the infantry. It was spring of 68. The army taught him how to march. They stuck him on a jet, had him crawling in a tunnel. It was right after Tet. With a flashlight and a 45, it was a long way to go. For a boy named Charlie, there was snakes and jungle. There was all kinds of gnarly. There was fighting somebody. Everybody called Charlie was a mean kind of joke. This Charlie fighting Charlie. Away down in a tunnel where the fallen angels dwell, there's a quiet young man a crawling into hell. With a flashlight and a 45 Charlie fighting Charlie Trying to survive Charlie fighting Charlie Just to stay alive Then he came back home He drove real fast In a hopped up super sport Six speeds badass Starflight dragging Fastest thing around He's all jacked up Screaming through town Whistling past the graveyard Coming unwound Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah woman got a black land farm they had a little girl daddy's lucky little charm a neighbor that served in world war ii he never said much he's always kind of blue he's always kind of blue they'd have a drink or two charlie and that old man same kind of blue Away down in a tunnel where the fallen angels dwell There's a quiet young man a-crawling into hell With a flashlight and a 45 Charlie fighting Charlie trying to survive Charlie fighting Charlie just to stay alive Charlie fighting Charlie trying to survive And Charlie, he's fighting Charlie He said the only time he ever felt like 
Was crawling through a tunnel with a load of 45 Charlie fighting, Charlie trying to survive It was the only time that he ever felt alive La 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 Sam Baker, Some Kind of Blue, this live acoustic album called Horses and Stars, sambakermusic.com, Sam Baker Music on the Twitter. He's soon to get back on the road and play some shows soon, and soon as March the 5th, as it turns out, joining Rich Warren for a live radio program, then April 29th at McCabe's Guitar Shop in Santa Monica, California. His first show in years uh, playing in SoCal. He has planned some Ireland and UK dates. They were postponed and they're being rebooked for the month of October. Outside of that, he's actively working on a catalog of the long wait, uh, rather... Yeah, the long wait pieces. I think he's still doing his uh, paintings along with uh, music. I mean, some details at all about that are at the uh, website. Here's the uh, full run of shows that, as of this recording, is uh, still on the docket. Check your local venues. March 19th at Bugle Boy in LaGrange, Texas. March 20th, Concerts in the Attic in Fort Worth. April 1st, Parlor Room in Northampton, Mass. April 2nd at Club Passim in Cambridge, Massachusetts. April 3rd at The Turning Points in Piermont, New York. April 8th, Cafe Carp in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. April 9th, Acoustic Renaissance Concerts in Hinsdale, Illinois. April 29th, I told you about McCabe's in uh, Santa Monica. And there are more dates in the works. Again, keep an eye on the events page of the website for details and dates and uh, ticket information as uh, I'm sure the information is soon and subject to change. John Wart Hannum. Love this song, Twilight Night, from his recent release called Long Haul. JohnWardHannam.com, J-O-H-N-W-O-R-T-H-A-N-N-A-M.com. Same spelling on Twitter. He has shows all through March on the 16th at the Bassano Arts Council in Bassano, Alberta. March 19th at the Burt Church Theater in Airdrie elsewhere in Alberta. 
March 25th, the Eleanor Pickup Arts Center. No location given, though it looks like it's still in Alberta. On the 26th at the Kinosu Performing Arts Center in Cold Lake, Alberta. With a number of other shows to come. Grace Morrison, Lorraine, from this album, I haven't spun in a while, called I'm the Apple. GraceMorrison.com, G-R-A-C-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N.com, Real Grace Music on Twitter. A couple of upcoming shows for those of you in southern Massachusetts, Rhode Island, or Pennsylvania, just where I'm at. February 17th, the Zetteron Performing Arts Center, an historic theater in Bedford, Massachusetts. And March 12th, playing the Muses at the Ice House Festival in Bethlehem, in Pennsylvania. Buffalo Rose and Tom Paxton. I give you the morning. It comes from this EP titled Rabbit. BuffaloRoseMusic.com Buffalo Rose on Twitter and TomPaxton.com Still active after all these years. February 17th, you can see Buffalo Rose at the Isis Music Hall in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Friday, February the 18th at the Focal Point Traditional Arts Center in St. Louis. On February 25th at the Thunderbird Cafe and Music Hall in their native Pittsburgh. March 30th, Mecca the Thunderbird. April 3rd at Acoustacool in Bristol in Connecticut. Fred Gillen Jr., Banana Republic of America, from this uh, fine EP called Turn Off the Lights. FredGillenJr.com is F-R-E-D-G-I-L-L-E-N-J-R.com. Same spelling on the Twitter. He has a lot of different projects. And... There's Hope Machine, there's Hot Rod Pacer, there's the Trike, and a bunch of others. He's got a few shows ahead. And I see one, next one up is March 5th, with the Trike, basically his electric trio, playing at the Green Growler at Croton-on-Hudson in New York State, with John Benrock on bass and Paul J.M. on the drums. Actually, maybe just the one show I see for him ahead. And he's got Instagram as well, which is not about music, he says, but more about his uh, hiking adventures. He posts some basic nature stuff he likes, just in case you're interested. Chris Elmhorst. I'm loving the music from the last several albums of hers, which I see a change in her voice and a change in her approach to music. One of my absolute favorite songwriters, who of course I go back with now, as about as long as this show has been around, going all the way back to her second album called Five Stories. I gave it the tune Golden Crown. 
from her most recent effort called Long Day in the Milky Way. And she's still getting used to having, unfortunately, to cancel and postpone shows in the wake of this uh, pandemic. Most recent shows are uh, these. Looks like March 3rd. A multi-artist Dolly Parton tribute show at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield, Massachusetts. March 12th. Stone Mountain Arts Center in Brownfield, Maine. April 29th. At Argyle Brewing in Cambridge, New York. April 30th. At the 443 Social Club in Syracuse. May 2nd and 3rd. Rescheduled from late January. The Sub Rosa Songwriting Retreat Shows at Club Passim in Cambridge. And I'm not sure what else is here. But again, as I mentioned earlier, just pay attention to her website and check in with the venue to be sure that uh, gigs are still happening. Kevin Daniel. One Hand on the Bible, from this album, Been Here Before, thekevindaniel.com, thekevindaniel on Twitter. February 20th, Shriner University Sunday Afternoon Songwriter Series in Kerrville, in Texas. March 18th, along with, let's see, Tech, uh, tech Chromosome, and Magnolia Roads, and events somewhere in Austin. March, 8, uh, hmm, March 18th, easy for me to say. <laughs> he takes part in South by Southwest, of course, that's in Austin. March 25th, at Cabarrus Brewing Company in Concord, North Carolina. On the 26th, at the Whiskey Jar in Charlottesville, Virginia. March 31st, at the Sutler, Nashville. April 1st, no fooling, at the Gray Eagle in Asheville, North Carolina. We hear from Jenna Pochop, a song Matador, which I really like from this new album of hers called The Astronauts. Jenna's been around as a freelance songwriter for about 10 years now. She is a self-proclaimed nerd with a penchant for pop songs and wandering and slow drip coffee. She's a true DIY Texas troubadour. Maybe cut from the same cloth as the likes of Terry Hendricks and Susan Gibson and the like. This new album was a project born in 2019, shelved due to the... Uh, hectic life of a traveling musician and then that was uh, before the pandemic of course uh, had gotten started she started to collaborate with producer Daniel Barrett and they recorded at Congress House Studio in Austin and Mark Hellman was on board to engineer the uh, rolling process Jenna had recorded her vocals and guitar parts and just two days. She's originally from Albuquerque, where she earned a degree in history. 
all the while cutting her teeth at coffee shops, street corners, and folk festivals. She says it was in college where she learned how to learn, essentially. She honed her performance chops at gigging and opening slots, and in 2006, she would move to Austin. She immersed herself in the Texas music scene, playing anywhere that would have her. Back to 2019, she had the opportunity to have a residency at the legendary Thread Guilds. She would share the stage with a new guest each Wednesday for her midweek Modern Troubadours series. She also joined Kaya Hartwood's band on electric guitar and toured Ireland and the UK, playing fringe festivals in Edinburgh and the Isle of Wight. And she actually credits the pandemic to have the opportunity to collab with key heroes like Sean Hutchinson of Bleachers, Lloyd Maines, Eliza Gilkison, and Don Dixon, who Jana knew as the bassist for Mary Chapin Carpenter, but also boasts producing credits for bands like R.E.M. and Gin Blossoms. This new album is rather diverse and really fun. We heard Matador. This album is called The Astronauts. Janapochop.com. J-A-N-A-P-O-C-H-O-P.com. Same spelling on Twitter. You can see her next March 26th at Solly Grail's Coffee House in Albuquerque. And that's all I see for her at this moment. John Shane and F.J. Venter. Overnight from Memphis. Love that Stonesy vibe in this tune. From the album Never Found a Way to Tame the Blues. JohnShane.com. J-O-N-S-H-A-I-N.com. And John underscore Shane on Twitter. He plays next March 4th at the Isis Restaurant and Music Hall, Asheville, North Carolina. April 16th, live at Tent in Wilmington, North Carolina. April 22nd, at the Princeton Folk Music Society, not far away in Princeton, of course, in Jersey. And as for more news, John will be a guitar instructor at several camps this summer, including the Colorado Roots Music Camp in June, Millwood Blues Week in June in Virginia, and the Pick and Bow in his home base of North Carolina in August. This is Radio Crystal Blue. I'm Dan Herman, just underway. A lot of our music to come, and I couldn't figure how to segment some of the music I have in the way I normally do, so I kind of went along the lines of genre to uh, make sense of it all and hopefully something that would, uh, I think would be the most enjoyable in terms of how all the music comes across in the way that they're heard. And I think for a number of these artists, as I have been wont to do, I gather a lot of music from across the world as well as the world of the internet with uh, some new music that sometimes makes it to my other show called Radio Crystal Blue Novus Ordo, in which you hear music only from brand new releases. And as I said, as I've warned, sometimes they'll make it into rotation itself here. So this show, no exception, as we get into some 
newer releases, and there's a nice theme with the next few, which I'm sure you'll pick up on once you uh, hear all this uh, music together. What I have just upcoming now is from, I want to say, is a... I'm not sure what this is exactly, except it's a duo, one on harp and one on violin with vocals. Something that is um, rather ethereal in nature, maybe you could say experimental or gothic, which is the sound I, I kind of like, featuring uh, an extra collaborator with uh, songwriting and uh, vocals of her own. This ensemble have released a steady volume of work over uh, several years. And there were contributions to some movies and collaborations with a few other artists. And I'll film the story, I think, afterward. But they've gotten acclaim across uh, those who are fans of indie music like I am. And they have a good stream of dates as well cross-country. They call themselves Leia, L-E-Y-A, featuring Julie Byrne. This is called Glass Jaw. Oh, I don't want you to go. 
We should be getting hammered in an airport. We should have mindsets. We should have sunsets. We should have cheesecake. We should have heartbreak. We should have reveries. We should have memories. We should have afterthoughts. We should be getting hammered in an airport. There's the duo Spray asking a musical question. Have you ever been hammered in an airport? <laughs> hammered in an airport is something new for them. And I spun their music a long time ago. Not too long, but I feel like it's been a few years. I love these folks. Spraypopmusic.com. Spraypopmusic.com on Twitter. Prior to them, Rodney Cromwell. Something new from him called Opus 3 from his new album titled Memory Box. Website for Rodney is actually through his label called Happy Robots, which you can find at happyrobots.co.uk. And he's on Twitter at robots underscore rocker. There is a release party for the album from Rodney called Memory Box, taking place March 19th at the Cavendish Arms in Stockwell in London, with Spray as double headliner. And Rodney is also playing with them in uh, Manchester on March the 25th. Also on the bill from London, actually in London from Dublin, is Circuit 3 with regular collaborator AUW, who will be their DJ between the acts. So that's the Cavendish Arms, that's on March the 19th. And a lot to tell you about Rodney. The album is uh, available for pre-order. And Opus 3, one of the uh, big singles on here. The uh, album is available on Yellow Submarine Colored Vinyl. Gotta love that. So, as you've heard, 
if you have any love of analog synths and old drum machines, you can certainly get lost in this very good album. Richard Evans, with a tune called Made of Stars, from uh, his new album Sentinel. And speaking of analog synths and sequences, there is some great melodic vocal chops and drum machine rhythms. It was recorded during the lockdown, a concept spawned several years ago, during an acclaimed multimedia live show that explores climate change and sound and light, featuring electronic music, video, and data visualization content. And it's since been performed at festivals across the country. It was recorded at his studio at home and... In his words, Sentinel is an electropop concept album. It's important that art has something to say about the world we live in, and there's no bigger issue than climate change. The album is my take on the different facets of the subject, from the impact of microplastics to the paranoia of COVID, from the origins of life to global climate protests, all in a pop package. End quote. Richard wrote, directed, and produced Eon, a sci-fi drama encompassing a smartphone app, web series, and live events. He's also a published author of many short stories. He published the novel Cosmonaut Zero, also researched at Star City Cosmonaut Training Center near Moscow. In 2011, he devised and directed the Gagarin 50 exhibition, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the first human spaceflight by Yuri Gagarin. This album, being released digitally on February the 25th across online stores and streaming platforms, including Bandcamp, where it can also be pre-ordered. There's also white 180-gram vinyl that can also be pre-ordered exclusively through Digger's Factory. Limited to 300 copies, vinyl will ship in mid to late April. Lead off track from the album is called Made of Stars. Richard-Evans.com Richard, the letter E, and the word music on Twitter. And does he have shows? I don't quite see one here yet. Oh, there is one here. March 11th. Arts at the Old Fire Station in Oxford. Prada Richard, we heard from the Lagoons. A tune called Long Road to Nowhere. This is the duo of multi-instrumentalists and brothers, Ryan and Joey Ceylon. They write, produce, and record their music out of their home studio. Their blend was first heard on their debut single, California, followed up by a pair of EPs. And their latest release is titled Daybreak. They've toured nationally with the likes of Tim Atlas and Future Generations, with a versatile ability to switch between instruments, as well as perform a completely fresh and different set each night. You've also got great coverage among those who are champions of indie music like yours truly. 
And there's more about them you can read if you go to thelagoonsmusic.com and The Lagoons Music on Twitter. Leia, Glass Jaw, featuring Julie Byrne. A little bit I know about, know about them, easy for me to say. I did tell you about, but there is a little bit more. There are two albums via NNA Tapes, The Fool from 2018, and its follow-up, Flood Dream, exist along a wide range of collaborations. In 2018, they performed and wrote a full-length soundtrack to I Love You, an erotic film directed by Brooke Candy, and it sees and features the duo as actors. 2019, there was Angel Lust, a collaborative EP with Earth Eater, followed courtesy of experimental label Pan. In 2020, they dropped a number of shorter releases like Antigone, a collaborative single with American black metal band Liturgy. Also a remix of their Flood Dream album Wave by British electronic musician Actress. Another remix of their album's penultimate track First Way by uh, Drew Medell, who's worked with the likes of Coil and Psychic TV. And there's uh, so much more I could tell you about, but uh, some more details. If you go to their Facebook page, if, it's, uh, if you look for the phrase Official Lea, which is spelled L-E-Y-A. February 24th, they perform at Market Hotel in Brooklyn, New York. March 4th at Collision in Pittsburgh. March 5th at Cafe Bourbon Street in Columbus, Ohio. March 6th at The Borough in Lexington, Virginia. March the 7th at The Sinkhole in St. Louis. March 9th at Cult Love House in Tulsa, Oklahoma. March 10th at Opolis in Norman, Oklahoma. March 11th at the Dallas Theater, where else but Dallas. March 13th at Rubber Gloves Rehearsal Studios in Denton, Texas. They're also performing at South By in Austin. March 22nd at How Bazaar in Gainesville, Florida. March 23rd at the Temuqua Arts in Orlando. March 25th at the Center for Subtropical Affairs in Miami. On the 26th at Hoochin Hive in Tampa. March 28th at Underground ATL. And a spot called Down the Hatch. I'm imagining that's a festival somewhere in Atlanta. March 29th at Static Age Records in Asheville, North Carolina. And March 30th at Joe 2 in Baltimore. <laughs> 